What you're about to hear is of a general nature and doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. We recommend you seek financial advice before making any decisions about your super and consider the relevant Unisuper product disclosure statement. Well, hello and welcome to Super Informed Radio, the podcast where we help you wade through the complexities of super, the broader world of finance and life's money matters. I'm Lyndon, and joining me as always is my co-host, Marta. Marta, hello. Hi, Lyndon. Hello, one and all, and Happy New Year. Although, I don't know if it's entirely acceptable to be saying that now. It's only February. That's all good. cool. (laughs) (laughs) At the time of recording, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, Marta, Australians have been flocking to digital buy now, pay later services in recent times, Mm -hmm. but many of these schemes, and yes, I am using that word for a reason, uh, they don't seem to check if their users can actually afford the things they're buying. Now, you yourself, Marta, are a casual user of uh, of those kinds of schemes like ZipPay, Afterpay, OpenPay and the like. Mm-hmm. What's been your experience? Look, I've used them every now and again, but like I thought them, I thought I had them down pat. Um, but it wasn't until I started hearing more and reading more about the risks and little issue, niggly bits here and there um, that I decided to scratch the surface a bit and find out more. So I asked Charles Azapati, who's one of our financial advisors here at Unisuper, if he'd be willing to sit down with me and give his take on these kinds of services. Cool. And from what you've told me, his thoughts might surprise us. So let's take a listen. So Charles, thanks very much for joining us in the studio today. Thanks for having me today, Marta. So this new wave of digital payment services or modern day laybys are a super easy way of buying stuff, especially in and around higher spending periods like holiday and summer seasons. Can you talk us through how these services work? Yeah, so essentially uh, you would sign up for an account online. So take, for instance, Afterpay, um, providing Mm -hmm. uh, your your, your basic details and credit card or uh, debit card number. Mm Uh, Then from there, you're able to make a purchase. And when you're purchasing something, for instance, online, uh, you have different payment options, whether that be you want to use your credit or debit card directly or a PayPal account or otherwise, one of the payment options being something like this uh, Afterpay. Mm -hmm. When using an Afterpay, you will have uh, a transaction amount, for instance, uh, if your, your total spend on the purchase is $200, it'll be divided into four equal payments at mm-hmm. $50 uh, into fortnightly payments. So that's $50 uh, each fortnight that will be fully paid over an eight-week period. So like a lay-by of sorts, really, but you get the item, I guess. Yeah, so it's sort of somewhere in between, mm-hmm. yeah, you, a lay-by, whereby instead of having to you know, have your product at, at, on the shelves, you get to take it home with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and over that eight-week period, the uh, there isn't any interest attached to it, so mm-hmm. it has that kind of attractive feature uh, with it and it's very easy to sign up there isn't any um, uh, credit checks involved um, after pay simply use their um, process to to work out what sort of amount of spend that you're allowed to have that seems kind of simple but isn't that a little bit risky like so who's the, what's the who's got the onus to make sure that they well it's on the consumer really like if yeah, if these services yeah. aren't like double checking that you can afford to pay this pay for whatever it is. Um, There's definitely that responsibility on the consumer to be able to meet up with their payment schedule. Um, they have access to, to see where they're at with their spend and what mm-hmm. their um, next payments are through the uh, website. Uh, but there is that responsibility. And if they fail to meet their obligations, then the late fees will kick in, which is one of the sort of 
uh, main things to be very mindful of with these types of arrangements. And does that then affect their credit rating? Um, so they do reserve a right to, uh, to, to report to a credit agency. One of the things that's happened uh, more recently is uh, ASIC are looking to actually um, to be able to regulate uh, these types of arrangements. Yeah, I was seeing in the media that um, yeah. there's a bit, the government are a little bit concerned about these kinds of services popping up everywhere. Yeah, well, well, it does stem in the case that they've found that one in six users have become either overdrawn or delayed or um, they've had to borrow money in order to maintain uh, their payments uh, towards the scheme. So... Yeah, they're, they're, the concerns are there for the right reasons. So going back to the fact that it's on us, I guess, the people buying the stuff to keep track of it, um, there isn't any, is there any one way we can monitor all of our purchases um, considering there's heaps of um, services or are they all individual companies? Like how does, because like I've heard of Afterpay, but then there's like other ones like ZipPay and OpenPay. Yep, yep. So they, they are different services, yeah, and you would log into different providers. Uh, it depends on how many uh, people want to subscribe to and use. Uh, and it's like that with a lot of online platforms. Mm. Um, you know, you could take um, eBay as an example. Yeah. Um, and then there's other competitors uh, in relation to selling goods. Um, one, of the, one of the aspects with online shopping or any online sort of um, platform is that mm. um, providers are looking to sort of penetrate and become the sort of main user because mm-hmm. of that convenience factor of being able to log in and see things uh, together on the one screen. So um, it will be an important aspect for those who do uh, need to manage where they're at with their payments. Yeah, I was also doing a bit of research as well about um, this coming up into this episode and I found that it's like a lot of the people that this seems to affect are younger people. Yes, that is true, yeah. Is that a little bit concerning or is it like something that um, isn't a big deal? Yeah, and men more so than women too. No, really? (laughs) I wouldn't have thought that, oh, maybe, I don't know. Yes, that is, uh, the the age bracket between 18 to 24 is actually affected most. I mean, look, it partly could be because of that easy process to to establish the account. Uh, People in that age bracket may have lower incomes, so Mm -hmm. establishing credit uh, can be a little bit more limited. Yeah. So that's probably not a, a great surprise to see that. So yeah. um, would you use these kinds of services yourself? Uh, uh, personally, I haven't and I, I probably wouldn't use it myself. Why, um, would, why would that be? Or why is that? Uh, I just think that you're, in, in a sense, you're sort of delaying the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're purchasing something and it's, you know, one or $200, you make the decision to purchase it and you're purchasing it and... Although you might be able to spread your payments out for eight weeks, um, mm-hmm. you still got to make payment for it. Yeah. So the attractiveness of it is that it can uh, delay the the, the spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they having having to make those repayments. Mm. But unless there's some other sort of receipt of income that's going to come within that eight week period. Um, you're not really sort of gaining a lot. Well, it comes down yeah. to sort of budgeting, I guess, at the end of the day. Like you either have the money for the item or you don't really. Um, so what would be your tips for people who, you know, they're coming into a period of time where um, they need to spend a little bit more or they're coming out of the hangover of a spending season um, for people to keep their budget in check? Yeah, so it's um, it's one of those kind of harsh realities. I mean, I've talked to some clients, for instance, um, and... 
you know, they'll say to me, yeah, look, I, I do want to do a bit more in terms of saving, whether mm -hmm. it's inside or outside of super. Um, and one person, for instance, in a conversation related it to like dieting, it's like we all want to be able to <laughs> to enjoy uh, and indulge, but we need to sort of somehow uh, limit ourselves. But one uh, important tool I'd bring up is uh, thinking about um, your budget in terms of what you're financially committed to. Mm -hmm. That's highly important because um, you, you need to make sure that what you do spend uh, for more luxurious items, clothing or, or other things, um, are within what you can um, support within your means. Mm -hmm. So I'd suggest looking at something like um, the budgeting tool that's available on the Unisuper website. Yeah. Um, ASIC also have a budgeting tool on MoneySmart website. Uh, looking at what your net income is and looking at what your, uh, things like your household bills, your mandatory items, um, insurances, uh, transport expenses, what you need to spend on a general basis in the way of food and so forth. All of the boring stuff before yeah. the fun stuff comes through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you also want to have a bit of a room to be able to pay yourself too. So yeah. for that holiday or for that um, that thing you want to do less regularly but, you know, somewhat more luxurious, if you want to be able to save that five or, or you know, 5000 a year or whatever it happens to be for you, mm -hmm. you know, structure that in the way of what you actually put towards your bills. So some people, for instance, their employer will allow them to pay their net pay into two different bank accounts. Oh, yeah. So that might be a way where you can have your um, household bills and all those, you know, you know um, boring stuff that you <laughs> mentioned before, Marta. Um, but also push that up a little bit to allow yourself to save up for the holiday and have that amount going into an account that you use for, uh, all these sorts of bills, mm -hmm. uh, leaving what's left over into a different account which you can use for your expenditure. Hmm. So one of the other great good things about Afterpay and all those um, buy now, pay later services, because it's not all doom and gloom really, is um, the fact that it kind of puts you on a bit of a plan to manage a part of your money, right? It, it, that's exactly true, yeah. So one of the good things is that at least uh, by sticking to the uh, default repayment plan, uh, the item that you're purchasing uh provided you stick on time, will be paid off over an eight-week period. So that's one of the dangers with, um, for instance, a credit card. Mm -hmm. uh, minimum repayments on that are very low and debts can you know, linger on for a very long time, attracting high rates of interest. Mm -hmm. I have dabbled in this a little bit and I've found that, and I think it's a qu they're also quite flexible. Like you don't, If you've got a little bit of extra cash early on, you can just click on the button and, and make any additional payments and knock it off the head if you really want to. Yeah, that is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. So you, you can make one or two payments and then bring the third and fourth one in advance and just pay it off early. Were there any interesting findings that you came across when we, when we were, before we invited you um, along? Yeah, so uh, just reading a, a, an article where Mozo have done a survey and they found that about 65% of users uh, in uh, pay later schemes, they admitted to using... Uh, because there was a small digestible payments that influenced them to make purchases that they otherwise wouldn't normally make. So the unattainable uh, becomes attainable. Yeah, well, it's yeah, things become easier to to actually purchase. The other thing too is there was a bit of buyer's remorse in there, so that's something to be mindful of. Um, and that there was a, a thirty percent of uh, respondents to the survey that admitted to hiding their spending from partners or um, parents or loved ones. 
I wonder if there's anything in it like about the whole generational shift in and I'm going to be quite general here as to not offend any of our millennial listeners I am one so it's okay um of um wanting things sooner and having that instant gratification I guess these kinds of services as opposed to the laybys of yesteryear where you didn't get your item until you paid it off it kind of feeds into that a little bit do you reckon uh, yeah, it certainly does. And um, I think we're just, yeah, we're in a developed society where things are getting uh, better, easier, um, more productive and efficient. Uh, and certainly, uh, you know, as we, as we move into more modern times, um, the creativity uh, of, you know, of modern executives make these sorts of things possible. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's very good for those who um, can... I guess, use the scheme responsibly and, uh, you know, uh, use it to their advantage. Yep. Um, that's all very good. Uh, a big majority of um, the revenue of the majority of these uh, schemes earn their fees in the way of um, from the merchants, mm-hmm. uh, but they still do earn, uh, and it depends on the on the business, but it's around that 20 sort of percent sort yep. of mark coming from late fees. Mm-hmm. So uh, you just, ideally, you don't want to be uh, one of those people, but uh, inevitably in the masses there are. So to stay on top of your payments, yep. pay it off if you can sooner and make sure it's within your means. Yeah. Charles, thanks so much for coming in today. Thank you, Marta. So Lyndon, after hearing all of that, do you reckon you'd give after pay a go? I don't know. I for me, I'm not sure I see the point. I just usually either know that I can afford what I'm gonna buy and mm-hmm. stick it on the credit card and pay it off. Um, or just pay for it up front. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not opposed to dipping my toe in that in, in those waters. But, you know, look, as Charles kind of alluded to, the rules may change. Uh, for instance, you know, at the time we're recording this, Marta, there's the, there's the Senate inquiry uh, looking into payday lenders, debt management firms, and, you know, buy now, pay later services and how they affect vulnerable consumers. So yeah, who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah, totally. And I think the moral of the story is, you know, as, as with anything, do your research and figure out if you can actually afford the item before buying it through these schemes as you would if you were buying it outright anyway. Simples. Simples. And that wraps up another episode of Super Informed Radio. As always, you can catch up on past episodes at unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts or by subscribing through any good podcasting app. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.